Your words are your seeds. Your words are your seeds. And I'm gonna, I want to open it up with a scripture. And it's going to be coming out of John 1, verses 3 and 5. All things were made by him, and without him was not a thing made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And then we go to Proverbs 23, 7. And I don't know why, but I've always, I've always thought that this scripture said, speak it, and not, not think it. But in Proverbs 23, 7, it says this, For he that thinks in his own heart, so he is. But for some reason, I kept hearing in my spirit today, when you speak it, so it is. Because see, we have to understand that we're sons and daughters of the king. And because we're sons and daughters, we have the authority of all of heaven behind us. Everything that heaven is, we are. We have the righteousness of Jesus imputed into you and I. So everything that we speak has value and it has power. It's powerful. Listen, you are the ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. An ambassador speaks with the authority of, of, the, of the nation that it represents. So therefore, all of us in this place, we're not of this world. We're from another kingdom. We're from the kingdom of heaven. That is where we are from. That is where we reside and live. <clears throat> so our words are our seeds. Everything we do, everything we say, we produce. <clears throat> John 1, 3, 5, 3 and 5, it says that the seeds of destiny before I go there, I want to say this, because something happened today when we were worshiping, and I began to feel this pain. I began to feel this, like, almost as if, like, I was giving birth. And I don't know what giving birth feels like, because I'm, I'm not a female, but so I can't say, and me and my wife has had, have had this conversation. You don't know the pain. And I was like, you know, I was a gangbang. I got shot with an AK-47 in my stomach. It exploded out my back. And she says, oh no. So me and her have a debate about that. <laughs> I still, we're not going to go into that one. But listen, I began to feel this pain in my belly. And it was almost like it was a burning, stretching pain that I could feel like the Lord was doing something tonight. I believe that in divine appointments and divine alignment, I believe that God is doing something right now and you are in this building because God divinely put you here. And there is a word that's going to permeate and it's going to be imputed into your soul right now. The Lord is birthing something new 
And you know why? Because if your willingness to say yes, your willingness to say yes, there are seeds of destiny that God has impregnated you with. I know that sounds weird. It sounds kind of creepy. But I'm going to tell you what, it's a beautiful thing. There are seeds of destiny that Papa God has put inside of you and I. Seeds of purpose, seeds of destiny. These are seeds that were created by Him. God the Father created this seed for you. I'm not a farmer. And, and me being in Ohio, in Ohio now, I've seen a lot of new things. There's forms everywhere. And I've, I've, I've done some research, and, but you know, there's always, there's always somebody trying to make the perfect seed. They try to chemical and to make something that'll, it doesn't need a certain kind of climate. It doesn't, I mean, they're always looking for ways to kind of reinvent what God did. But think about this, God, placed inside of you a seed that he created. He created it. And this is a seed that brings light to men. It's a seed that will shine in the darkness. So I want to ask you guys a question. What is the purpose of a seed? You know, immediately when we talk about seeds, sometimes the first thing we think of is like, well, I'm going to sow a seed. You know, sometimes whether it's through sowing or, or, or whether it's through giving an offering or whether it's, it's, it's investing in people and investing in, in their future and their destiny and their purpose. And all that is true. But what is the purpose of a seed? I asked the Lord this question. And he said, well, the, the seeds were always meant to reproduce itself. You see, the seeds that God has put inside of you were created for you to re reproduce itself. The likeness of God in his image. Come on, then. yeah. The purpose of the seed is to bring life and to bring forth the harvest. I don't think any of these farmers out here would be planting seeds and plowing the ground and planting seed without the expectation of receiving the harvest. They do it for a financial blessing and a financial gain, but they put the work in there to plow the fields. I've been watching these guys. Like, oh my Lord, I would not want to be a farmer. And they're natural. But they do it because they're expecting the harvest to come. And I bet you when they're on that big old tractor of theirs and they're chopping this thing down and all this corn popping in, they're like, ah, oh, 1,000, ah, oh, 2,000, 3,000. Man, we had an $85,000 harvest. You see, because that is their eyes are fixed on the goal. There is a seed that brings forth the harvest. 
So I'm going to probably be redundant here, but I just want to make sure I'm going over this. Because right now, even now, even now in the natural, being here in Ohio, it's harvest time. In Texas, it's already happened. I mean, it's a lot different here. But it's, it's, it's harvest time here. You can look and you can see the fields of corn, even right outside the window. And me and my wife were talking about this the other day. We've always said about harvest, but we never really truly understood what that meant to it's harvest time. Because us in the natural, we're from the city. So we say the harvest based on what we, we knew it in the city. But you come here, harvest means something special. It really does. So the Lord has been speaking to us about this. It's harvest time. And he gave me a word like last month. And I was like, it's harvest time, America. It is time for the harvest to come. We are in a season of harvest in America. And I don't care what nobody says. God's not judging America. He's not mad at Houston. He's not mad at Dallas. God's goodness and his mercies are new every morning. There is a fresh awakening right now what the Lord's doing. Every seed requires the environment and the natural. It requires a certain kind of soil. It requires amount of sunlight, so much water. Each seed requires something different. Even a child in the womb is a seed. And it requires a certain environment in the belly of the mother, the womb of the mother, for it to grow. You see, these seeds that we saw, these seeds that the Lord is, that is placing inside of you even tonight, these seeds are going to be dwelling in that place. And there's a growing and there's a maturing that the Lord's going to do with these seeds. And there's going to come a time where it's going to be harvest time for that seed to come forth. And there's a spiritual maturity that the Lord's going to release in that time. It's going to be a seed that will reproduce itself. It's going to be something that will bring forth opportunity for you to sow it into others. So the Lord told me, your words are your seeds. And I said, Lord, you know, give me more on this. So at 3 a.m., he says, examples. I can never get ahead. You see, we say things in the natural not even realizing what we're doing. We just speak because we just want to speak sometimes. Have you ever said that? I can never get ahead. I can never preach like so-and-so. 
right? Oh, man, I could never afford that. I could never afford that. I'll never, ever have my house of my own. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get married. I can't find the right one. He doesn't exist. <laughs> you see, every word. <laughs> oh, come on, Jesus. <laughs> it's true. Every word that we speak is a seed. <clears throat> when you say a word, I am never going to get married, guess what? John 1, when we just spoke about it in Proverbs 24. As a man thinketh, so he is. You have just came into agreement with the very thing, and you give it life. I had a story that somebody told me just the other day. And they were always kidding about losing their job. And they would call their family like, what are you doing? Oh, they fired me. What? No, I'm just kidding. But they kept speaking it forth. So this last time they called and, oh, they fired me. Yeah, whatever. No, really. They fired me. Because that word became a seed. They spoke the word and they gave that seed life. But then, in the, in the spirit, we have seeds. They're called spiritual seeds. Let me give you an example. Every one of us has spiritual seeds inside of us. They're words and promises that have been spoken over you. Prophetic promises, prophetic dreams... Mantles and inheritances. Seeds of destiny and seeds of purpose. And in the natural, we need the right soil and we need the right light, the moisture, the temperature. But most importantly, you know what the most important thing that you need in the natural? Is you need a good seed. Because if you have a bad seed, your whole harvest will go bad. So I'm going to give you five things right now. Five things that you will need to see your spiritual seed mature for the harvest. Number one, you need to be praying in the Spirit all day. And you say, well, how can you pray in the Spirit all day? Like, who in the world does that? Well, we do that. We're at Walmart, we're like, oh, and even as I do that right now, I can feel my inner man just rising up. Woo! And I know you can feel that anointing because I can feel it radiating. I need a trampoline up here. <laughs> 
that might not be safe. It won't be safe. But you pray in the Spirit. Bring in direct communication. And if you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, that's okay. We can pray tonight and you can be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Shamba. Ho, ha, ha. Number two. Knowing the seasons and discerning the time that God has you in right now. These are tools that are needed to see spiritual growth of the harvest for your seeds. So number two is knowing the seasons and discerning the timing that God has you in. Number three, learning how to live in thanksgiving. Living in thanksgiving. You know, sometimes that's a hard thing. I'm just going to be, man. I just feel the Lord. Hmm. Father, you're so good. We just have to learn how to live in that place of just giving Him thanks. Even in the bad times, even in the times that it doesn't make sense, that you, that you would just say, God, you're good. Because He's a good God. Even when things around you don't make sense, even when things are crumbling around you, God's good. <laughs> He's a good God. <laughs> we have to live in thanksgiving that everything we do and we say is God, thank you, God, for this meal. Thank you, God, for my car. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my mom and my dad. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank you, God. Thank you for the opportunity for me to be alive. Thank you for Aaron, God, that I can see him come and dance and radically worship because you blessed, you blessed the socks off of me, man. We have to live in thanksgiving. We have to live in that place and say, God, you're so good. Number four, your willingness to give away the seeds so you can see others walk in their authority and in their maturity. You know, we receive a crown as kings in, in the kingdom. But the reason why we have that crown is so we can lay it at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's not even about us. It's not about you. It's not about my ministry. It's not about... It's about the Lord. So number five. We must be willing and allow God to water our seeds. Because 
Sometimes what we do in the natural, because we have a hard time trusting in God, that we try to figure it out for God. We try to figure it out for God instead of trusting God. Conditioning for spiritual seeds. The soil will determine the health and the strength of the plant. The better the soil, the healthier and stronger the plant will be. The soil should not be too sandy or too hard. And it must supply the right nutrition for the plants to grow. The parable that talks about in Matthew 7, verses 25 to 27. Though the rain comes in the torrents, the flood water rises, and the winds beat against that house, it will not collapse because it is built on the bedrock. But if anybody hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish. Let a person who builds a house on sand, when the rain comes, the floods come, and the winds be against that house, it will collapse. You see, the same way the seeds in the natural require light, so do your spiritual seeds. Psalms 119, verse 105 the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God, in his word, shows us thoroughly which way we are supposed to be going. He gives us direction. Even the atmosphere. Because, see, I don't think, I don't know, do they grow watermelons here? Watermelons? They do? How's that even possible? I thought that was only in Texas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> certain things require certain temperatures. Many Christians even have temperature problems. Revelations 3.15 and through 16. Y'all go turn to Revelations 3. <clears throat> Verse 15 and 16. In Revelation 3, verses 15 and 16, Christ warns his people to know your works, that either you are not cold or hot. I would, I would rather have you cold or hot so then that you would be lukewarm, neither cold or hot. I would spew you out of my mouth. The NLT says this. I know all the things you do. Either you are hot or you are cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I spit you out of my mouth. That is talking about an atmosphere of heaven. It's talking about a climate of heaven. What is needed to be able to see your spiritual seeds increase you have to be in that place of saying, God, here I am. I give you my all. You cannot be in this, this season of one foot in, one foot out. And Look, listen. It is foolish to think that you can see and expect 
heavenly results with ungodly character. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So tonight, I believe that there's going to be some seeds that Lord, the Lord wants to, to water tonight. I believe that tonight's going to be a night of healing and activation. And you know, I, I had this conversation with my wife, and we get to travel, and you know, we, we minister all over the nation. But I really feel like the Lord was doing something different. And I told my wife, so, you know, I just feel like something's different. And I said, so I feel like tonight is going to be a night where we're going to step into that realm of just glory, miracles, and encounters. Amen? Miracles and encounters and glory. We're going to water some seeds. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have Alice come on up here. I'm going to bring Felix up here. Pastor Felix, come up here. You know, we had a radio broadcast this morning. For those who don't know, we, we do, it's called Radio Air Jesus. And we had a lady that came in and she logged on. We broadcast 132 nations and all over the world. And when I was in India, I had a lady come up and she asked for prayer and healing for her son. And her son had a, he had a huge tumor on his head. They had it bandaged up, and, and the doctors told him that he was going to pass away. There was no more time. And I'm going to tell you what, when this woman came up, she came to the front where I was at, and she, got her, she moved her way up, and she said, please, with a hunger, a desperation, she said, please, please, sir, will you pray to your God that my son gets healed? And I said, well, sure, like, you know, what's going on? So they pulled me to a back room, and they had this little boy there. And this little boy must have been about eight years old, six years, seven years old, I don't know, seven or eight maybe. And he had this big brain tumor. And immediately I'm looking at this thing, and in the natural, I'm like, I'm like what kind of seed was I about to place? Because in the flesh, I'm like, oh, man. No. You're not going to tell that. I mean, we just got to believe. And I said, absolutely. We're going to pray for your son. We're going to pray. And, you know, and, and I know I have kids. My kids are older now, but I prayed with everything that I had in my heart. And I laid hands on this little boy and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Because, see, they, they weren't even believers. She said, Can you pray to your God? that my son be healed. They were Hindu. They served 33,000 different gods in India. So I prayed for this young boy. One week later, they only gave this little boy like 14 days to live. And I'm praying for him. The mom's weeping and I'm praying for him. And, 
And I mean, I gave it everything that I had. I mean, which was, I, I just believed in the Lord because the Lord did it. And I prayed for him. And one week later, this little boy got totally healed. He got totally healed. They started sending me videos and pictures of him in karate class. And then they sent me videos of him getting on a school bus because he wasn't able to go to school. So now these, they get on every time we're live. They might be watching right now from India. And every time they get on, they just say, Pastor, Pastor, thank you so much for believing. I say that because you know what? I've seen miracles. I've seen God move. I mean, listen, I've seen miracles. The Lord has allowed us to place our hands and see body parts grow. Created miracles where muscles grow. Not, you know, I, I like the late thing. I mean, I get it. You know, come back, go forward, go back. Go, but that's fine. But when you see a muscle get recreated in your hands, when you see a girl get out of a wheelchair that has been paralyzed for 15 years, unbuckle her seat and walk. When you begin to see things like that, you can't expect nothing but the glory. You expect the miracles. You expect the signs and wonders. We go from glory to glory. So there is nothing that I don't think God can do. He can do anything. 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 Hmm. I just want to build faith tonight. I just want to build faith in the house. How many of you believe tonight? Truly believe. Men? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Father, what do you have tonight? Holy Spirit, what do you have tonight? I know we have some things we want to share tonight. Mm. Lord, just don't want to move out of the time. See, sometimes you just have to just trust God. And last uh, Thursday, I got attacked really bad in my hand. I woke up and my whole entire hand was numb. And I couldn't close my hand. I couldn't close my hand. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't grab a bottle of water. I couldn't grab, I wouldn't pick up this microphone. And something just happened, you know? And we have to begin to change the way that we think. Do we understand that? Okay, God, what are you saying? Because this is not something that I deal with. So it's obviously something that you're, you're wanting to heal. So last night we gave a, I gave an invitation to some of the brothers in here. And uh, we prayed. I, I, I'm too. 
Jeff, how does your heart feel? Be honest. It's different, okay? That's good. Aaron, how does your hand feel? Nothing? Better. It's getting better. Okay, well, that's a good thing. But I prayed for them, but I got better. So y'all need to go and talk to the Lord about your healing, but I got better. Sometimes we just got to step out in faith and be obedient to see what God is saying. So I'm going to take a step out of faith. I mean, we're broadcasting live, and it could be for somebody that's live with thousands of people. But my thing is, Lord, I wanted to be in here. I'll bless them and we'll, they'll receive their healing. But I felt like tonight, is there anybody that has been dealing with issues of the heart? It doesn't matter what it is. Has anybody been having any kind of pain in their chest? Anybody been dealing with any kind of, um, well, I'm not going to even change it around. It's pain. I felt the pain. I want to give a confirmation to what Pete's saying because the Lord was speaking about this even earlier. One of my friends is in the hospital right now, and we were told that my friend, they thought she had a heart attack. So I was like, what? I was like, let me call her right away. When I called, that's not even what happened. So God was already telling us even earlier today what God was going to do tonight for people in this place. And so... I, I always say, like, you don't have to deal with it anymore. Like, don't um, allow yourself not to receive the fullness of what God has for you. Because I think we've all been in that place needing something from him. And just, just coming up to receive what he has for you is something simple. And we don't have to, like, battle with this thing in our minds anymore, but just say, God, I just, I, just, I just want your total wholeness. I want your healing tonight. I, I don't want to live like this anymore. And it's just surrendering unto the Lord. It has nothing to do with anybody here but you and the Lord. There's breakthrough in the house tonight. I felt it walk in earlier. That wave we felt was breakthrough. And if you want your breakthrough tonight, he's going to give it to you. I'm telling you right now, he's going to give you the breakthrough you need for whatever situation. And right now, he's trying to mend hearts. He's trying to make hearts back into the rhythm. You know, I just kept feeling like, man, I haven't been able to feel the love of the Father in a really long time. I haven't been able to feel love even from people in a really long time. And it may be because you don't feel worthy of it. I just feel that right now, like maybe you feel like you're not worthy to receive people's love, but you are worthy. Pete's been talking about seeds tonight, and let me tell you, the original seed of what something was intended to be is the most powerful seed that you can possibly have inside of you. Your very original intent of what God created you to be and to do is the, is the most powerful thing in the world. You were created to have the same seeds as me or Pete or anybody else, but you have your own seeds of purpose and destiny, and they're not going to look like everybody else. He specifically designed you for certain things that not everybody else can do. 
That's why there's value to you and there's purpose to you. But see, we can't go, go around with like a wounded bride anymore. Those excuses of being wounded are no longer going to work for you this season. There has to come a point where you say, man, I don't want to be wounded anymore. I just want to come before you, Lord. Man, I was one of those people. I thought that I would just be a wounded person, being this place of just hurt and brokenness. And the Lord came in and he showed me a whole different way. He came in and he healed my heart. And he showed me how valuable my life was to him. That every single part that I did, it matters. Somebody in here needs to hear that tonight. Every single little piece that you do matters. I don't care if you're cleaning. I don't care if you're moving stuff. I don't care what part you do for the kingdom of God. But every single piece matters. Every little bitty thing. And you think Jesus doesn't see it. And he sees every single thing that you do for him. Nothing goes unwatched. Nothing goes un... He doesn't just close his eyes to just see big things that we do. But it's the little bitty things that are the most powerful. It's ex extending out love to others. It's extending out an invitation to others to know what Jesus that maybe they might not know. It's all the little bitty things. So the enemy's been lying to you and saying they don't matter. I just break that off right now in Jesus' name because every single piece matters. You matter to him tonight. Those that are listening and watching, you matter to him. I'm telling you right now, right now where you're at and you're sitting there, you're watching, you're listening to you, God is invading that place where you're at this very second, this very moment, and he's bringing you breakthrough tonight. And he, he wants you to know that you matter to him. That little voice that keeps saying that you have no purpose, you have no destiny, that you don't matter, I just break that off of you right now in Jesus' name. Because he's created you for a special purpose, for a special time, for such a time as now. And you need to start stepping into who God really created you to be. And don't listen to all the other whispers of what the enemy tries to say to you. The voices have to stop. And you know when they stop? When you tell them to stop. When you stand up in authority of what God's already put inside of you. And you say, I just command every voice of the enemy that is not from the Lord to just stop. I command that voice to stop because it is not resonating the heart of the Father. You have the right to do that. God is going to give you breakthrough tonight. It's right in the atmosphere. You know, the other day I was, I was with our interns and we were in our class and, and I remember sharing this with them and I was sharing with them about how I had gone to the, the East Texas Revival and I needed healing in my knee. And I was just like, I could be, I began to feel the angels come and fix my knee for me. And, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm sharing the story again. And I'm like, you know, God is awesome because he shows up for us. And then the Lord begins to share something with me. And he says, you know that you don't have to have a title of revival that you don't have to have like this big old shebang thing. He says, because it's already there. 
It's already in the atmosphere. It's already given to you, freely given to you. And you have a choice to agree what's already in the atmosphere and take hold of what God's already given to you. And so you have to agree with heaven and start stepping into some stuff. You've got to agree with heaven and say, man, I, my healing is right here. I'm going to step in and grab my healing tonight. I'm going to step in and grab the provision I need tonight. That God is a God of resources. And not just resources in, in like what we know in the natural form of resources. But he's the resource of all things. Because he created all things. So if you understand that, then you can come into a place in the presence of God, and you can say, God, I want this. I want my healing, God. I don't want to agree with the enemy anymore. I want the fullness of what you have for me, and I don't want any voice, I don't want anything holding me back anymore that I've agreed with. Some of you need to break agreement tonight. You've agreed with the enemy way too long, and you have to break off the agreement and say, God, I repent and I change my mindset. I change the way that I think, that I'm going to think more like you. I'm going to speak more like you, God. And that I'm going to become a declarer and proclaimer and somebody of authority and power in the kingdom of God. And not this weak, weak person, a weak bride. I don't think God died on the cross so we could be feeble and weak and broken. But he died so we could be made whole and we could move in power and authority so that when we need a healing or we need something, we're going to come up being his daughter, being his son and saying, God, I just step in and grab my healing tonight. I just step in and grab whatever it is you need tonight because I, just, I saw it earlier. Breakthrough is here tonight. Do you want it? We're getting people that are responding right now through the word, that word of knowledge about the heart. So we're going to pray for that right now for those. Now, again, if there's anybody in the building, because I just feel like what Alice said, it could be something that it's dealing with even just, just that area of wounds and stuff. But somebody's responding, and, and they wrote, uh, please pray for my husband. He's a minister of the gospel. He's 68 years old, and he needs a quadruple bypass. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank for him. His name is Larry. We thank you for Larry, God. And we just say right now, in the name of Jesus, we just say right now, life to Larry. Right now, we speak like a new heart, God, that you would repair what needs to be repaired. But just give him a new heart, God, right now, in the name of Jesus. And we declare the virtue of heaven to be released. We command this body to come under subjection of the king to align itself right now with the kingdom. Right now, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed. Oh. Uh, Daniel Hernandez is writing in. The, um, he, needs, he has pain in the collarbone. People are writing in for, for miracles and signs and wonders right now in the name of Jesus. We just say, collarbone be healed right now. Virtue, virtue, virtue. Bam. Be healed. Whole. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. God's good. He's so good.
don't know if it's somebody here or if it's somebody watching, but I feel like it's like a, almost like a burning irritation right here on, in my, in on the bladder or the prostate or something like that. And if that's you, you watching, or somebody here, let's come up to the front because I believe in healing, amen. Because tonight what's happened is that our hunger has stirred up heaven, has moved, has gotten the attention of heaven. Is that you out there? Okay. Thank you, God. Okay. We're going to pray, amen. Thank you. So I can go. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I just pray for healing right now, Father God. Come down. Come down. All right, go ahead. There you go. Thank you, Father God. I just thank you for healing right now, Father God. Healing, Father God. You're healing virtue right now, Father. Just work in, Father God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just take a deep breath in right there. God is doing something right now. Healing, healing right now, Father God. Healing, Father God. Healing, Lord. Healing virtue. Yes, Father God. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Healing right now, Father God. We declare, Father, and we agree with heaven, Father. Total healing and restoration right now, Father God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Healing virtue, Father God. Healing virtue. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Healing, Lord. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Up the soul inside me, all around me, all around me. Yes, sir. Something inside of me, all around me, all around me. There's something in my soul, all around me. Oh, you are my key. You are my key. 